Welcome back, Betfolio Voice listeners, and thank you for tuning into this episode, sponsored in part by Zoetis, where we're joined by Dr. Heather Pikus to discuss ways to increase your success when managing allergic dermatitis cases. For those who don't know, August is Itchy Pet Awareness Month, so let's get ready. In this podcast, we discuss fun strategies to help get your practice ready for this itchy month. We offer tips to help veterinary nurses learn how to effectively perform and interpret skin cytologies and explore the anchor treatment concept for managing dogs with chronic atopic dermatitis. Perhaps most importantly, we discuss how to approach cases where current treatments don't seem to work as well anymore. First, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Pikus. Dr. Heather Pikus graduated summa cum laude from the University of Pennsylvania, where she then completed an internship in small animal internal medicine and surgery and a dermatology residency. Dr. Pikus relocated to Manhattan in 2001 to open a specialty clinic on the Upper East Side. In January 2004, she opened the first hospital in Manhattan devoted to the skin care of dogs and cats, animal allergy and dermatology. She went on to work in several more hospitals in New York and New Jersey before opening her current hospital, All Paws Dermatology and Allergy in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Dr. Pikus has been featured in numerous publications, including the New York Times, the New York Post, Martha Stewart Living, Country Living, and was named one of New York Magazine's best vets. Dr. Pikus has a special interest in allergies, treatment of resistant skin infections, treatment of hair loss, and use of sublingual immunotherapy, and of course, like all of us, improving quality of life for her allergic patients. We're so happy she joined us for this episode. Let's jump in. Thank you so much for the introduction. So it's allergy season, and Heather, I understand that August is a special month devoted to itchy dogs. Yes, August is the third year of Itchy Pet Awareness Month, sponsored by Zoetis. One of the things that's been so cool is that each August since this started, we've seen definite increases in the number of itchy dogs coming into the veterinary clinics for August. This is great news for our itchy dogs. They're getting the help they need by raising awareness of allergic itch as a medical condition that needs veterinary treatment. This is a fun way to get your pet owners and the entire staff excited and involved. So how can practices participate right now in Itchy Pet Awareness Month? Zoetis is launching a brand new website dedicated to all things Itchy Pet Awareness Month, itchypetawarenessmonth.com. This site will be a one-stop shop for practices to access all the tools they need to get the word out. This includes customizable Facebook, Instagram posts, and a new shareable Itchy Pet Awareness Month trailer video to help generate excitement and encourage pet owners to schedule a visit with your practice. The page also has quick video tutorials that show step-by-step process for posting on both social platforms. Lastly, Zoetis is also providing waiting room and exam room posters that can be printed in multiple sizes to further awareness in the practice. Help educate pet owners this Itchy Pet Awareness Month with these fun and engaging materials from Zoetis. What are some of the fun ideas that you've heard clinics have done to get ready for Itchy Pet Awareness Month? Some ideas to generate excitement that I've heard include giveaway contests to pet owners who bring their pets in for a skin health check in August, such as filling up a jar with flea combs and the winner is a person who guesses closest to the actual number of combs. Prizes can include treats, medicated bath, a free grooming, or a doggy spa day at the clinic. 
Other ideas include posting before and after photos of photogenic derm cases on a clinic bulletin board or on your clinic website and hosting a Facebook fundraiser towards a rescue case with derm issues. Those are fantastic, great ideas. And kind of speaking of itchy pets, what do you think is one of the biggest ways for general practitioners to increase our success with dermatology cases? One of the biggest ways to increase success with our derm patients is through the use of a dermatology minimum database of skin cytologies and skin scrapings for all of our itchy patients. It is a win-win situation. We can find out so much necessary information in a short time and can charge for our skills. We need to perform skin scrapings to look for mites, and we need to remember we don't always find contagious mites in affected cases, and also cytologies to look for secondary infections. Clients are so excited we can provide so much information in such a short time with our in-house skin scrapings and cytologies. And how do we best educate our technicians to help us with these skin cytologies? Do you have any tips on how to best use your microscope? Technicians can be trained to both collect and read our cytologies. There's a great free web-based course brought through collaboration with Zoetis and Viticus Group. Google Viticus Cytology, V-I-T-I-C-U-S Cytology, for a blog with a link to the course enrollment. There is also a free short cytology course for veterinary technicians from NAFTA, also sponsored by Zoetis, available at ce.nafta.net, or ask your Zoetis rep for access information for either of these courses. There's also newer, more affordable LED microscopes, such as Accuscope 3000 LED, that give you a great image for less cost than in the past. One of the models can even be fitted with a camera to take photos for clients, medical records, teaching purposes. Uh, another high quality microscope that offers a viewable screen for teaching is the VetScan HD microscope from Zoetis Diagnostics. This scope offers a large view screen for showing clients images and teaching your staff, as well as built-in software for viewing and recording images without a computer. You will be very challenged to fully help an itchy pet without properly diagnosing and treating their secondary infections with cytology. I'll also add that recognizing methicillin-resistant staph infections and performing skin cultures when suspecting their presence are becoming more and more a part of our dermatology minimum database. Yes, and we can get so much information out of, you know, such a quick and easy in-house procedure to help guide our treatment. Do you have any other tips for getting clients to agree to do a diagnostic workup on their itchy dog? We really need to explain the diagnostic process to the clients. Clients and staff members need to be a team. We need to think about the short-term goal of immediate comfort and our long-term goal to prevent this from happening again in the future by determining the allergic trigger. We need to rule out other causes of itching, such as fleas, mites with good parasite control, as well as other causes of itching, such as infection and food allergies, prior to being left with our more challenging diagnosis of atopic dermatitis. We need to set realistic expectations and aim at proactive methods to prevent the roller coaster of itching and infections. Yes, I totally agree. The workup is so important, but we also know it's hard to convince an owner to do a flea control or food trial for several weeks when their dog is still itching like crazy. So what recommendations do you have to help us improve compliance? 
We need to first get the pet comfortable while we wait for other treatments to start helping. Apoquel, Oclacitinib tablet, and Cytopoint are great tools to get the patient comfortable very quickly. We can see improvement within hours as Apoquel starts to work within four hours to provide fast itch relief. I also love Apoquel's short half-life so we can stop it and see if our other concurrent treatment is indeed helping or if we need to continue with our workup. We do not unfortunately have this ability with Cytopoint, but it can be a better option for certain patients, such as those who are under a year of age or those whose owners have difficulty in, in administering oral medications. I also love that I don't need to stop either of these medications prior to intradermal skin testing. Perfect. And speaking of diagnostic workups, what's a good source of information for general practitioners wanting independent evidence-based guidelines on the diagnosis and treatment of allergic and atopic dermatitis in dogs? ICADA, an acronym for the International Committee of Allergic Diseases of Animals, has updated guidelines for the diagnosis and treatment of canine atopic dermatitis. This group is made up of a highly respected independent group of the world's leading veterinary dermatology experts. In other words, this is a lot of smart people who know a lot about allergic itch. They performed an extensive evidence-based review of the veterinary literature and published their latest treatment guidelines in 2015. They are due to be updated later this year or early next year. You can find links to their published guidelines at icada.org. And of course, despite our best efforts, some of these cases can get really complex and hard to manage. When should we as general practitioners, you know, kind of throw in the towel, so to speak, and refer the case to a dermatologist? I think the best idea is to have a discussion with the client at the first onset of itching, that if that itching continues, there are specialists out there that may be able to try other modalities that are not available at their clinic. The clients I see that are the most disappointed with their primary veterinarians are the ones that had to find out about me from searching online or hearing from friends. These are the clients that will eventually switch to other primary veterinarians. The clients that are happy to return their, to their veterinarians for ongoing care are the ones that have been referred. Many of our chronic itchy dogs turn out to have atopic dermatitis. So what is important in managing these cases long-term? For our atopic dogs, we need a main or anchor treatment to prevent itching and infections, such as allergen immunotherapy or Apoquel or Cytopoint, which are both very effective and can be used long-term. Often patients with mild to moderate allergic dermatitis in a general practice setting may be well-controlled with just Apoquel or just Cytopoint as their anchor therapy. For some more severe or year-round cases, like the cases I see as a dermatologist, we may need to look at adding multimodal treatments such as allergen immunotherapy, topicals, and or diet. Our goal needs to be proactive rather than reactive. We need to tailor an individualized maintenance plan to decrease the numbers of infections and itching flare-ups to keep the clients and the patients happy. What about, say, cases where Apoquel or Cytopoint at first were working well, but then, you know, after several months, the owner says they're just not effective anymore? I mean, how should a veterinarian approach these cases? I sometimes hear from clients that Apoquel or Cytopoint have lost their effectiveness over time. Some of these cases can be from lack of medicating properly. We really need to educate our clients that Apoquel needs to be administered every 24 hours, not just instructing to give once a day. Running out of Apoquel for even 24 hours can lead to a break in allergic control 
and subsequent secondary infections, and then a seemingly fail. It's amazing how many flare-ups can be tracked to missing even a few days of meds. In addition, many cases of seeming cytopoint failures are actually cases of waiting too long to repeat the next cytopoint injection. By the time clients realize they need another injection, they probably needed the shot a few days prior. Try to schedule the next cytopoint visits at the time of discharge of the current cytopoint injections. Great tips. Thank you. And what if they're dosing correctly, but the medication, you know, it still seems to not be working? What would you do at that point? If a dog was well-controlled for months and then is no longer comfortable, I first determine if they forgot to administer flea control. I've been amazed with the number of clients who have forgotten to administer flea prevention during the pandemic. Many clients did purchase the prevention, but simply forgot to even start it. Sometimes slipping with diet also coincides with high allergen time, such as Thanksgiving, with so many treats along with the exposure to fall seasonal allergens, so make sure to consider that. There may also just be a seasonal worsening in allergies. Reviewing records to see if the same thing was observed during similar times of prior years can help us to try to plan on upping our allergy control game next year prior to the onset of the current flare-up. And I have to ask, you know, what about phone fixes? Should our staff be trying to help owners who call with itchy dogs with advice? It's important that these pets are examined in person to rule out secondary skin or ear infections, causing seeming loss of efficacy. Front desk staff need to be trained to explain the best way to help the patient is by having the veterinarian examine them to rule out other causes that may be leading to symptoms. I educate clients that even well-controlled patients may have infrequent flare-ups. We just hope to decrease the frequency and severity of these flare-ups. Zoetis has a helpful resource called Prepare for the Flare that you can use to help educate clients about handle flares and itching. Find it at scienceofstrongerbonds.com under the resources tab. You mentioned scheduling being important with Cytopoint. What are some of the other scheduling tips for seeing dermatology patients? The pandemic has also increased the importance of advanced scheduling. Book those next site appoints when checking out the patient. Also, tell clients to try not to wait to schedule a visit if issues arise. They have an allergic dog. I know we like to tell ourselves things will get better if we just ignore them, but things are never going to get better unless we intervene. With veterinary medicine so overworked currently, it's important to reach out to schedule visit at the first notice of any symptoms to avoid scheduling delays and unnecessary trips to emergency rooms. I like to ask the clients if they or any of their family members have allergies, they should be aware their animals are suffering just like they are. And as we talked about before, this month is, of course, Itchy Pet Awareness Month. So what if an owner calls and their dog's itching, but they want to try something over the counter first? I mean, can we reach for something like an antihistamine like Benadryl? Would that be a good option for them? Antihistamines are not helpful alone as a treatment for acute flares of atopic dermatitis. I like to have clients rank their pet's symptoms out of 10. I tell them an antihistamine is never going to get a dog that's itching out of 10 level down to a normal 1 to 2 out of 10 where you and your pet are going to be happy. Ikeda performed an extensive review of the veterinary literature and concluded that antihistamines are of little to no benefit for treatment of acute flares of atopic dermatitis. This is likely because cytokines, not just just histamine, are the major itch mediators in allergic itch in dogs. 
We need to counsel clients that if a dog continues to itch due to ineffective therapy like antihistamines, there either already is or there will soon be secondary skin or ear infections that need to be treated. So better to prevent the itching with effective therapies like Apoquel or Cytopoint than to wait for it to get out of control. And what about curbside visits? I mean, we're slowly, I think, transitioning back to in-person visits, but not completely. So what are some tips to make these types of visits a little less stressful for pet owners? We know that many practices, including mine, are still doing curbside visits. Zoetis has created resources for use by the clinic and pet owners through their curbside journey. Currently for clinics, there's a downloadable toolkit available at scienceofstrongerbonds.com in the resources section. This electronic toolkit contains call scripts for use by clinic staff when scheduling the appointment, as well as customizable text and email templates for communication with the pet owner during the appointment. Be sure to check these out. Heather, you've given us so much helpful information today. Do you have any final closing points you'd like to give our listeners about managing itchy allergic dogs? Communicating with clients and managing expectations are so important for success. Uncontrolled allergies lead to suffering, and luckily we have the ability to help these patients better than ever before. We need to show empathy with these clients and provide highly effective medications like Apoquel or Cytopoint to our patients. Thank you so much to Dr. Pikus for joining us and to Zoetis for sponsoring this episode. We're so happy all of you joined us and we hope you learned a lot. If you'd like to find more episodes like this, click on the education tab on Vetfolio's webpage. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM. And you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquil, Oclacitinib tablet, and Cytopoint. Do not use Apoquil in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquil may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Consider the risks and benefits of treatment in dogs with a history of recurrence of these conditions. New neoplastic conditions, benign and malignant, were observed in clinical studies and post-approval. Apoquil has not been tested in dogs receiving some medications, including some commonly used to treat skin conditions such as corticosteroids and cyclosporins. Do not use in breeding, pregnant, or lactating dogs. Most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhea. Apoquil has been used safely with many common medications, including parasiticides, antibiotics, and vaccines. For more information, please see full prescribing information at apoquil.com. Apoquil indications, control of paritis, itching associated with allergic dermatitis and control of atopic dermatitis in dogs at least 12 months of age. Cytopoint indications. Cytopoint has been shown to be effective for the treatment of dogs against allergic dermatitis and atopic dermatitis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine paritis to protect the bonds between the pet, the owner, and the veterinary team. Visit scienceofstrongerbonds.com for more information.